Essay 10, Paying Attention, The Life-Changing Process of Waking Up. The human psyche is made up of many moving parts. Waking up means we start paying attention to them, sorting them out, and gradually shifting which part is in the lead. To do this, we must get to know how the ego, the higher self, and the lower self operate and interact. There is also a mask self, which we talked about in Essay 3. The part that needs waking up most, in the long run, is the higher self. In most people, it lies dormant in the center of our being, rarely seen and seldom consulted. It's not so much that our higher self is asleep, but we're simply no longer aware of it. It's patiently waiting for our ego to consciously access it and operate our lives from this deeper place within. We have arrived at a separated sense of ourselves precisely because our ego has lost contact with this highly connected inner domain. The ego, by contrast, is the part of ourselves we are very familiar with. In fact, we always have access to our ego. This is the part that needs to do the heavy lifting of surfacing our higher self. Hence, having a well-developed ego is fundamental to the process of waking up. The Power of Paying Attention Humanity has been focusing on developing our egos over the last few hundred years. We've learned to use our ego minds in important and powerful ways. We've also learned to make the effort necessary to live a functional life. Now that many of us have become accomplished at applying our egos in the right way, we're in good shape for the challenge of waking up. Nothing is stopping us from starting today on the life-changing process of waking up. Our ego just needs to start paying attention. We must pay attention to trustworthy spiritual teachings such as these from the Pathwork Guide, for they can help us understand the landscape of the psyche. Then we must start paying attention to ourselves. But take note, if our lives aren't currently running well, our ego is not yet ready to wake up. For waking up is not an easy task, and an underdeveloped ego is more apt to slip into spiritual bypass than make any serious progress. Spiritual bypass is what happens when the ego attempts to look spiritual but is really just avoiding doing the hard work of self-development. So let's meet the selves. Here is a list of the qualities of the higher self, the lower self, the mask self, and the ego. Let's start with the unhealed ego. This part of ourselves is immature and lives in duality so it can't hold opposites. It says, see me, I'm better than you, love me for it. It competes to be better than others. It's me versus the other. The unhealed ego uses drugs and other distractions to avoid, escape, and try to transcend itself. It demands to be master. Shame is part of the outer layer of our mask. It says, don't expose, must hide. I'll be so embarrassed, I'll just die. 
I'm the only one. I'll be rejected. Shame is a lid that lifts off with appropriate exposure. The mask self is our defense strategies. And because it's only made up of strategies, it's not real. The mask does the dirty work of the lower self. It furthers separation. It uses defenses to mask the pain of not getting our needs met. It uses aggression, submission, or withdrawal, none of which work. Our three defense strategies are power mask, we attack, a love mask, we submit, or a serenity mask, we withdraw. We judge others to avoid feeling affected by them. Signs of our mask include urgency, secrecy, denial, and projection. Our mask uses a forcing current, or it collapses. It resigns to hopelessness. It blames. It is a victim. It gives away power. It has no boundaries. It uses rationalizations, shoulds, excuses. It uses a false pain. Don't do this to me, life. False guilt for getting pleasure from destruction, for competing and maligning. Its false conclusions include, it's not safe to love, and if I'm perfect, I'll be loved. It has impossibly high standards. It is known for perfectionism. Again, the mask self is not real in that it is a strategy, it is a manipulation of life that is not energized by our life force. The lower self is made up of two parts. We could call one the little l lower self, which is the young split off fragments, and the other the big l lower self. Both the little l lower self and the big l lower self are the real self in distortion. They are based on untruth. The little l lower self says, I can't. It is tense, scared, and anxious. It has immature emotional reactions. Our inner soul split is transferred onto our parents. In our little l lower self, we hold unconscious wrong beliefs and unfelt pain. We want 100% perfect, exclusive love, and we can't win. We always want to have our way, so we feel frustrated and rejected. The wrong conclusion is, I'm not enough, I don't matter, I'm not worthy. In this part of ourselves, we attach the pleasure principle to pain. Then we must recreate that painful atmosphere or experiences to come alive. There is no way out. We are caught in duality. It is me versus the other. Everything is life or death. We feel pain, helplessness, and rage. We block the pain by freezing our feelings. The pain creates resentment. The child fears punishment for this hate. As adults, we recreate these childhood hurts. We react immaturely. The vicious circle that we create is rejection, creating pain, creating hate, creating shame, creating guilt, creating self-punishment, creating self-rejection, and we repeat. We transfer painful experiences onto others 
and go through life in a trance. Whereas the little L lower self says, I can't, the big L lower self says, I won't. In this part of ourselves, we are cruel to ourselves and to others. This part is highly charged, harsh, raw. We misuse our will, saying, I'll hurt me and I'll hurt you. This part holds our faults of self-will, pride, and fear. We fear humiliation. We must rule. Our strategies to rule include bullying, betraying, seducing, rejecting, and holding back. We are stuck in blindness, blocked, numb. We keep secrets. We are not willing to pay the price or make the effort. We demand to get love. We give to get. My way. We follow the path of least resistance. We attach pleasure to pain. We build cases against others, malign and judge. Bad moods, pessimism, the inner critic, tyrant, the victimizer, all live here. The hidden no current says no to life. We are rigid, inflexible, stubborn. We withhold, we won't give or give in. We are rebellious, resistant, defiant. Our negative intention is to stay separate. We use untruth to justify ourselves. We use materialism to avoid the work of self-knowing. We use half-truths to deceive. We create confusion. We are destructive. We are not in truth. In the healed ego, we make peace with duality. We mature. We pray to know the truth. We see and we unwind our mistaken beliefs. We connect our higher self with our split-off parts. We align with God's will. We focus. We commit. We surrender. We let go. Our desire is to be a servant. We are willing to pay the price and to make the effort. It's me and the other. Eventually, the healed ego will dissolve. Our higher self is our true self, and it is part of our real self. In our higher self, we know that God is in me. I am light. I am the divine spark and the inner essence that never comes and never goes. It just is. I am trustworthy. I am in the flow. There is abundance, creativity, orderliness. There is a yes current that creates. I am nature. I am life and life force. I have courage, wisdom, and love. I am in unity. It is me and the other. I balance the active and the receptive. I accept imperfection. I feel remorse for hurting others. I experience real guilt. I feel the pain of my blindness, my sadness, my grief. I can hold opposites. I can hold the whole truth. I am transparent, authentic, genuine. I am comfortable with paradox, compassion and self-responsibility, self-autonomy and selflessness, humility and strength, emptiness and fulfillment, giving and receiving. 
I connect with guidance, intuition, inspiration, and I am discerning. I have pleasure, joy, beauty, humor, harmony, fluidity, flexibility. I am willing to give, to be of service. I am present in the now. I enjoy the peace that surpasses all understanding. Getting there from here. What keeps the ego from aligning more fully with the higher self, the lower self? In a nutshell, the lower self is made up of layers of negativity and destructiveness that block our light and which cause every disharmony in life. So we can't let go from our ego and live from our inner light or higher self before we have transformed our lower self. Truth be told, the average person is going to have to cover a lot of lower self ground before shifting from the ego to the higher self. We must clean out all our dark inner closets, so to speak, as part of the waking up process. This is the only way to transition from an ego-led life to one that's grounded in the greater truth of our being. When we live from our ego, we do battle with life. Living from our higher self, by contrast, means we clear away the untruth of our lower self so we can live in harmony. For harmony is what naturally occurs when we see the truth in its entirety. When this happens, when we gradually learn to live more and more from our higher self, we drop our cases, we let others off the hook, we reconcile opposites, and we find more peace. All self-development, then, is really about unwinding our inner negativity, or lower self, and rediscovering our higher self. So, to find ourselves is to find our higher self, which is the truth of who we are. Here is a comparison of various qualities and behaviors of the higher self, the lower self, and the ego. The higher self is mature, the lower self is immature, and the ego pays attention and notices when we are in an emotional reaction, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self is quiet, calm, centered, and patient. The lower self is loud, angry, and fearful. The ego pays attention and notices when we are being hateful or anxious, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self relaxes while in motion. The lower self is controlling or hopeless. The ego pays attention and notices our alternating forcing current or resignation then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self has a healthy no. The lower self rebels, resists, defies, and denies. The ego pays attention and notices our destructiveness, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self has a healthy yes. The lower self submits and gives to get. The ego pays attention and notices when we're not standing on our own two feet, then takes action to sort ourselves out. 
The higher self is present in the moment. The lower self withdraws, runs, escapes, and hides. The ego pays attention and notices our avoidance, distractions, and addictions, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self builds consensus. The lower self builds cases. The ego pays attention and notices when we are serving separation, not connection, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self holds opposites. The lower self is opinionated and self-righteous. The ego pays attention and notices when we insist on being right, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self aligns with God's will. The lower self aligns with self-will. The ego pays attention and notices our lack of trust and ability to let go, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self is fluid, resilient, and free-flowing. The lower self is rigid, harsh, and judgmental. The ego pays attention and notices when we are stuck on a position or hard feeling, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self lives in harmony. The lower self thrives on conflict. The ego pays attention and notices disharmonies in our lives, then takes action to sort ourselves out. The higher self fights the good fight. The lower self follows the path of least resistance. The ego pays attention and notices when we are being lazy, then makes an effort to heal. Living from our ego. The ego is a limited aspect of ourselves. It performs certain important functions, but it lacks depth. For example, the ego may learn something and spit it back out, but it can't come up with new creative ideas on its own. Perhaps the biggest deficit of the ego is that, like the lower self, it's perpetually stuck in duality. Here's how it works. The ego divides everything into right or wrong, good or bad, black or white. For the ego can't hold both sides of really anything. It can't hold opposites. So the ego must always take one side or the other. Typically, the ego scrambles for the good while running away from the bad. Although sometimes, out of sheer hopelessness, the ego will turn around and embrace the bad, kidding itself that this is a good idea. As such, if we are living primarily from our ego, we will be lost in duality, meaning we will be missing half the picture. We will not be able to see the whole truth. This leads to conflict with others, especially if they can only see the other half of reality. The higher self, on the other hand, resides in the unitive state where opposites are necessary to complete the entire picture. The Wrong Way to Win With our dualistic, ego-oriented approach, we take on life with a me-versus-the-other attitude. 
But the bigger truth about life is that it's always me and the other. This is why we say that conflict is an inherent part of the illusion of duality. It's only by giving up our fighting stance towards life that we can overcome the pain of separation and the untruth it stands upon. Further, the ego tends to go for a hard-lined, fixed position. It likes rigid rules, lots of control, and ironclad opinions. It especially likes to be right. This, the ego thinks, is the way to win. But crouching in such a fighting stance, which is the ego's version of strength, creates stress and anxiety and tension in the body. This makes it very hard for a body to stay healthy. What's more, it's not even true that we can come out ahead, that we can win, when we approach life this way. The Promises In short, waking up is what happens when we clear away our inner disturbances, resolve our problems in life, learn to stand on our own two feet, and align with the divine. Conflict is what happens when we remain isolated from our own higher self, living primarily from our ego and avoiding our dark inner corners. All the while, we are demanding the world shower us with light. But waking up is not the job of the world. It's what each of us is being called to do. Once we do our all-important inner housework, we'll find ourselves shining more light into the world, and the world will then reflect light back to us. When that happens, we will discover that life can be lived with grace and ease. After we clear away our resistance and the untruth that underpins it, our lives will naturally become more manageable. We will cooperate with life and help bring an end to chaos. Finesse offers a fresh approach to timeless spiritual teachings from the Pathwork Guide. 